kids, it's Alabama Annie here in the kitchen of the old home place. And I have a story for you today that I wrote about 20 years ago. And it was a story that was told to me by a lady who was in a uh, rehab with my mother after my mother had broken her hip. And we got to talking as my mother was improving. And we'd go out and sit in the sunroom and, and I'd listen. This lady told wonderful stories. This particular one, she swore was true. And I titled it, she said, you can write it like you want to, you can title it what you want, but uh, it, I gave it the title, The Dream Moccasins, because of the content of the story. And so, um, we'll just start like this. I'll, I'm going to have to read this one to you, because... Like I said, I can remember song lyrics all day, but when it comes to a three-page short story, eh, not so much. So, I may screw it up and have to start over. Hopefully not. Uh, maybe I'll get to the point where I can memorize this one as well. Sherry loved to go shopping. She always had. Mainly in thrift stores off the beaten track, and at the ones especially with the coolest stuff. Now, we know, all of us ladies know, and some of you guys too, that, that we all have our favorite thrift shops where, they, where we find the cool stuff. So that's what she was after. She could shop in a retail store if she wanted to because it wasn't like she didn't have the money to do so. But Sherry didn't like buying a dress or a pair of shoes that she'd seen on other people. And that often was the case. And we all know that. She had found out that when she bought her clothing and shoes at these thrift stores... She could pretty much rest assured that she wouldn't see anyone else wearing what she had on. And she often received compliments on her attire. One friend asked, where do you find such cool clothes and things? Most times Sherry would just smile and tell her friend that it was just something she hadn't worn in a while. One spring morning, Sherry was in one of her favorite shopping moods and went to one of those thrift stores looking for shoes. And just when she was about to give up because she hadn't found anything she really liked, she spied the fringed top of a moccasin and pulled it from the shelf where it rested alone without a mate. This disappointed her. But she held the moccasin in her hand and smiled. The moccasin was very light to the touch and obviously handmade. The delicate black fringe at the anklet hung in spirals where tiny beads had been strand by some patient hand. The deerskin sole of the shoe was gently worn and the top of the moccasin revealed beadwork done in a spiral pattern which pleased her eye. Sherry smiled again as she slipped the shoe on her right foot to discover that it was a perfect fit. But there was only one problem. After searching for a while along the shelves, she could not find the mate to the shoe and was about to give up altogether when she heard a sound to her left as a large cardboard box toppled over into the aisle and out of the box fell the moccasin. Now, I don't find that unusual because I was in a retail store one time and a whole shelf of teddy bears fell on me. True story. <laughs> Sherry smiled as she picked it up and examined it. She tried it on and like its partner, it was a perfect fit. Happy with her find, she slipped to the checkout counter and prepared to pay the cashier. Man, those are just the coolest things, said the checkout lady, 
especially since everything is on sale today and they'll only be two dollars. Everything is half off, Sherry asked. Yes, it is, the girl explained as she stuffed the moccasins into a small bag for Sherry. Sherry thanked the girl and strode out to her car and tossed the bag into the back seat and drove away. At home again, she placed the moccasins on her overflowing shoe rack inside her closet and was very pleased with her purchase. An occasion arose for her to wear the moccasins with a pair of her favorite jeans one evening and a peasant-style top when she was going out to dinner with one of her friends and enjoyed the feel of the moccasins on her feet as they strolled along a moonlit path beside the river afterward. The moccasins felt so good on her feet she took to wearing them whenever she could for no apparent reason. Finding that suddenly she liked to take walks in the forest more than she used to, and she liked getting off the beaten path even, Sherry asked herself why she hadn't bought a pair of moccasins before. If only she'd known how comfy they were, noticing that her footsteps were mere whispers as she'd move along. <laughs> but then the dreams began. Sherry had one recurring dream that she was sitting on the edge of her bed, slipping on the moccasins, and this puzzled her. But then one morning, she awoke to find the moccasins on her feet, covered in leaves and dirt, as if she had just returned from one of her walks. Mm. This disturbed Sherry. But she told herself that maybe, just maybe, she might have been sleepwalking. Once when she was a girl, she had done just that going into the kitchen and fixing herself a bowl of leftover birthday ice cream and cake. Her mother had heard her in the kitchen and found her there at the table eating with her eyes closed. Then the dream about the cliff came. It was a frightening nightmare of a frenzied run through a dense forest to the edge of a cliff high above a roaring river, and in her dreams she felt an overwhelming urge to dive over falling down, down into the water. Sherry awoke from that dream with a start, gasping for breath as she jumped from her bed to the floor, her heart pounding in her chest. She'd all but forgotten about the dream a few days later when it came again. The same running through the forest, but at the edge of the cliff in her dream, she made a swan dive, soaring down, down with the air hissing in her ears as she went. Then the cold feel of the water took her breath as she dove beneath the surface. Sherry jumped from her bed with a cry and stood touching the wall, feeling for the lamp, flipping it on. Cold? She was very cold. Steady drops of water fell from her nightgown and her hair to the floor. She screamed and ran from her room into the bath, looking at her own pale face in the vanity mirror and cried out again, stripping off the soaked gown and panties, pulling the moccasins from her feet and kicking them aside with a vengeance. She stood in the shower, letting the hot water run over her until it ran out, drying off, slipping into her robe. She picked up the wet gown and the moccasins and returned to her room only to discover that her bed was as dry as a bone. She tried putting the dream out of her head, unable to understand what had happened how she had been dripping wet one minute when her bed was dry. She put away the moccasins and wore other shoes most days after that, but after a month or so, one Saturday morning, she felt the urge to put them on again and headed out to a nearby flea market for some more shopping. 
Sherry strolled around for a while, eating an ice cream cone and spied a vegetable stand. A woman stood beside her at the counter, picking herself some fresh tomatoes and peppers from the baskets when she turned to Sherry. Excuse me, I, I have to ask you something, the slim gray-haired woman said as Sherry turned to her, smiling. The woman pointed down at Sherry's feet. I know of only one pair like those moccasins. They were made by an aunt of mine, she said. Giving Sherry a hard look, her head turned to one side. How did you come by them, she wanted to know. Well, I found them in a thrift store not too long ago. The woman narrowed her eyes and looked around at the people nearby, drawing Sherry by the arm toward a bench. You don't know me, but you need to sit down and listen. Those moccasins took my daughter's life. Those moccasins caused her to leap to her death at Little River Canyon. Sherry felt the cold draining from her face. Say that again, she whispered, as the woman slowly repeated the words so that they were made clear and would sink into the woman's head. I thought they'd been destroyed, the woman told her. They are very dangerous to wear. I thought my husband had burned them. Sherry felt the need to lean back against the bench and pull the woman down a little closer to her. What do you mean they're dangerous? Sherry asked. What's wrong with them? The woman was visibly shaken as she told her. There was an older woman, a neighbor of ours, a Cherokee, and lived half her life in this world and half in the other. It was Legatha who sewed the dreams into those moccasins, flying dreams, walking dreams, but my poor daughter didn't know how to understand them, and they took her life. So please listen to me, the woman said as she took Sherry's hand. If you are having dreams, dreams that you do not understand, if you awake to find you're wearing those moccasins, beware. Take them and burn them. Do it today, please, in the name of all that's holy, just burn them, the woman warned. Sherry was frightened now. She looked at the woman and pulled away. I have to go, she said, moving away into the crowd as the woman called after her. But she moved on, her heart racing and her breath coming in starts, passing all the vendors she had wanted to visit, remo removing the moccasins as she ran, first one and then the other. At her car... She threw the shoes into the back seat, got in, and drove barefoot back to her house. At her house, she got out of the car with the moccasins in hand and raced around back to the grill. With shaking hands, she raised the lid of the grill and put them on the rack. She picked up some lighter fluid and doused them in, doused the moccasins in the lighter fluid and pulled her big lighter from her jeans. She poured the fluid over the moccasins and flicked the lighter. After only a few moments, all that remained of them was a shred or two of burned, charred deer skin and a glass bead. Satisfied, Sherry closed the lid and walked away, glad to be shed of them. After that dream had come, Sherry felt as though a burden had been lifted from her when the moccasins finally burned. She developed some new shopping habits after that, especially when shopping in thrift stores for handmade items. Really makes you think, doesn't it? I bought some things over the years that I 
just decided I didn't want in my house after I'd had them a while. How about you? Now, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that story. It was called The Dream Moccasins. This is part of my Alabama Annie Stories and Songs series. And now I'm going to play you a song that should go fairly well with that story. It's called Magnolia Holds Her Secrets Well. Magnolia holds a secret swell What she knows she never tells What's hidden deep within her roots Reflected by the silver moon Magnolia holds a secret swell No none could ever break the spell A secret word, a plan mislaid What's hidden deep within the sage The southern breezes blow, the willow weeps because she knows. Come spring, come spring, come spring. for watching. What the hell? It won't stop. <laughs> okay. That's weird. Well, you'll just be watching while I figure this one out. I suppose. Still running. So here we are. I hope you enjoyed the story and the song. Uh, 